Salute. You're listening to One Dope Goddess. I'm Blue Goddess. Today is February 24, 2020. Today's book discussion is going to be on the book, The Pure Joy of Being, author Fabrice Mido. But before I go into the book, I'm going to start discussion about meditation. Um, since the book is about meditation, I just want to give you my little personal insight on it. I meditate every day, literally. Either I do small meditations during the day to keep my mind focused and relaxed. And at the end of the day, I usually do 35 to an hour. It depends on my schedule. I meditate to just clear my mind and to reboot my system. I do it so much that I have to do it, that it's needed for me, especially while living in in this duality. I have to meditate. It really, really works. Whatever's going on in your to end date or whatever's going on in this world, when you meditate, it's like bringing your world into one crystal clear moment. And you'll be able to, you know, focus better. You see things on a definitely different aspects of life. So, you know, that's what I do. But before I start, I want to read the foreword by Jack Cornfield. And this book, I just got it last year, at the end of last year. I got This is actually one of my library books. And I didn't even bring it back yet because I actually use it as a stepping stone to go back to different details I like to read about it because it's basically it's an introduction to meditation practice and Buddha so the forward it's about is a transmission of wisdom compassion and inner awakening offered through poetic words and a stunning selection of the finest Buddhist art art is one of the most unique expressions of humanity since the first cave paintings 100,000 years ago, the works of theater, poetry, sculpture, painting, and music have brought us closer in awe, beauty, and the mystery of life. The Buddhist art depicted here offers a window into transformation teachings that have inspired the lives of billions and thousands of years. The story of the Buddha is one of the world's most well-known and beloved accounts. It tells the human being confronting and overcoming the forces of fear, confusion, and anger, and wisdom, and composite, excuse me, compassion, and then it denotes and demonstrates the miracle of transmission, teaching how the awakened heart in one's human being can teach others and inspire in them the same powerful transformation. Through these pages, Fabrice Battle follows these teachings and their transformation power as they move through and are enriched by the civilization of Asia from India and to China to Japan Tibet and from Southeast Asia to Augustan and Korea filled with images of Buddhism and awakened beings these pages demonstrate the possibility of freedom that has been carried and celebrated by generations the story of awakened told here is your story too Each of us faces aging, loss, and death. We are confronted by the forces of fear, confusion, greed, and hate. And yet we are all born with the capacity to discover inner freedom. Every child arrives in this world possessing fundamental nobility and basic goodness. 
through practice by cultivating a loving heart and a deep and respectful attention, we can awaken to those noble qualities in ourselves. And these troubled times, the words and images of this book are often profound messages of hope. So I'm just going to read you one page, the introduction to meditation. Our existence is filled with joys and sorrows, with success, failures, and numerous challenges. This is what gives life its richness, but also makes it difficult. Meditation is the way the Buddha taught it. Allow us to better accept the diversity of our experiences by developing our full attention toward our body, our sensations, our spirit, and our heart. By connecting to us, our life experiences, it becomes possible to generate increased patience and bellvolvance. How is this done in this practice? Beginning by sitting down, in fact, how else can we be more fully attentive? It also happens to be what most represents of the Buddha demonstrate. He's always shown silently and arched in the earth and doesn't leave the presence in order to attain a particular state. Once you're comfortably settled, be attentive and open to what you smell, see, hear, and feel. This attentiveness has characteristic of being vast. It isn't about concentration. You can therefore be equally attentive to the situation as a whole. To help you get there, focus on your breathing. Don't try to breathe in a particular way. Just be present to the movement of the inhalation and the exhalation. These misconceptions. Although the main principles are often familiar, meditation still gives rise to many misconceptions, even among those who practice it. The three main misconceptions consist in believing. 1. That meditation is a relaxed and attain a state of calm and well-being. 2. That meditation is an empty one's head. 3. That meditation consists of correctly applying a technique. The first misconception is the most common one. Meditation is often presented as being a way to become calm and sincere. This is quite wrong. Meditation isn't a form of relaxation. We're not trying to relax, but rather to be more present. It isn't about avoiding painful emotions or physically irritation, but instead connecting fully to those these without magnifying them. At the time of the Buddha, people were already practicing different forms of meditation. Even if the, med- if the Buddha didn't invent meditation, he was the first to demonstrate the most helpful form would be and not trying to sustain the state calm, but instead accepting to face our experience such as it is. When a person is experiencing suffering, he would not feel better by running away from his difficulties. He will feel better by connecting to them. So rather than trying to be angry or sad, observe instead of the nature of the emotions, their impact on your body and the behaviors they trigger. The second misconception is meditation requires you to empty your head. As we often try to think of our problems over and over again, we hope that meditation will help us give us rid of these. But to meditate precisely to discover that our spirit is troubled, recognizing this situation rather than trying to to vain to change it, is essential. The goal of the practice isn't to become an ocean without waves, but to recognize that the waves from an internal part of the ocean, in other words, practice shows us that our thoughts are just thoughts. We do not need 
therefore need to give them so much importance. The third misconception consists in thinking of meditation as a technique that must be subconsciously followed. This is wrong. Of course, we need to respect certain elements in order to practice, but this is an essential part. The essential part elements are present. Curiosity and openness. In South Asia, meditation often called, I cannot pronounce this, but I'm going to try, Vipassana, which spelled V-I-P-A-S-S-A-N-A. A filtering word that means seeing things as they really are. Meditation is in fact learning to see what it is, as it is. Some basic instructions. Simply begin by remaining seated wherever you are. You can close your eyes or keep them open. If open, direct your gaze downward without focusing on anything in particular. Continue this way for a few minutes. If thoughts come and go, let them do so. Just be assertive so to what's happening. If you feel discomfort in any or irritation or tension in any parts of your body or any type of emotion, just notice and accept its presence. Don't do anything to reduce, element, deny, or shift it. It's just simple as that. Deepen the posture. It's important to comfortably seat it. Take your time to settle into your seat position. Your posture must be straight in order to allow energy to flow freely through your body. Also try to keep your heart open. So, as I was reading the book, one page really caught my eye and it's called be your own light so i'm gonna read this paragraph when the buddha was 80 years old he fell ill he had accomplished his work so he asked his disciples if there still had any concerns nobody said a word the buddha asked three more times if they had any remaining doubts silence we portrayal all three times the Buddha knew that he had completed his work, so he took his leave with these words. Be your own light. Take the, doc- the doctrine as your light. Take no light. Take reference within yourself. Take reference in the doctrine. Seek no other refuge. He gathered community together and urged the monks not to move away from the practices he had taught them. He then announced his depart- departure to those who limited he reminded them that everything is transient I am now the bird who has hatched from the egg the Buddha didn't show any signs of pain and Anina his cousin and loyal discipline disciple remarked with astonishment that his skin remained clear and bright he went toward the twin trees and asked her for his bed to place between them with his head to the north where the teachings would spread and his face turned toward the west. He then lay down on the right side taking his sleeping lion, Portia, one foot on top of each other. So the last thing I'm going to read is the last pas- passage. It's not the last passage in the book, but it just came to me and I said, you know, this is a deep passage so I just wanted to share with you. Does this mean that love and compassion can be learned? This concept often surprises those who practice, who generally convince that love is something inevitable. We are in fact confusing passionate and destructive love made up of attachments and expectations with authentic love. 
while the former awful falls upon us, the latter records intense training. This is what the poet Reina Marie Reiki refers to in the letters to a young poet. For one human being to another uh, to love another, that is perhaps the most difficult of all of our tasks, the ultimate, the last test, and the proof that the work of which all work is but preparation. The Buddhist tradition has a wealth of remarkable thoughts on ways to love better, but not just the loved one, but also all beings. It is to be exploitation that I now invite you. You will see that this journey is full of surprises and precious discoveries. So, I recommend this book to everybody. I give it a big thumbs up. Four stars from the Dope Goddess. It's an illustration to um, introduction of story of Buddha and practice of meditation. So if you want to start meditation and you wasn't sure how to do it, get this book. This is definitely a book, a guided book for that. And I thank you for listening. So the next book discussion, which will be sometime next week, I'm not sure what book yet. Just look out for it on my blog, on Facebook, One Dope Goddess. Thank you for listening. Let me know what you think. Leave a message on my comments. One Goddess out.